0: a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on racerxonline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. original moto podcast featuring legends of the past stars of today season previews and race reviews introspection opinion facts and laughs here's your host steve mathis
1: welcome everybody to fly racing racer x podcast uh presented by alpine star protects thanks for listening appreciate it get it on the uh, pulp app get it on stitcher Get it right here on RacerX Online, and uh, thank you, people, for listening. Thank you, people, for downloading. It's, uh, it's been going well, and we appreciate it. FlyRacing.com, please check them out. The official gear, Benny Bloss, Blake Baggett, Dakota Alex, all wear Fly Racing, FlyRacing.com, as well as Weston Pike and uh, many, many others out there. They have the BOA line now, the BOA design in two different lines at FlyRacing.com, and uh, so please check them out if you can, and they support the sport in many ways, and you saw the Stank Dog. Run the pink uh, fly gear to a victory at the uh, two-stroke race at the Red Bull Straight Rhythm. Also, too, presented by Alpine Star Protects. You know their boots, Tech 7s, Tech 8s, Tech 10s. Well, now they got a whole line of products underneath that fit as well and look as well and work as well as their boots, from their knee braces to their chest pros to the uh, neck braces that you can see. Alpine Star Protects, and we thank those guys as well for uh, coming uh, on the show. We appreciate it. Please check them out. Alpine Star Protects Fly Racing. All right, I'm Steve Mathis, as I said, with me, special show, in studio even. Usually we do these things over the phone, but in studio, they're here for the uh, SEMA car show, and uh, I drug them up into the studio to uh, talk about 2017, 2018, and uh, and probably make fun of JT at some point as well. Uh, First up, he is the owner of the uh, Rocky Mountain ATV MCKTM team. Uh, You know this man, uh, he's had a successful team for a long time. Forrest Butler, what's up, Forrest? How are you? All right, buddy, what's going on? Thank you for coming in. Appreciate it.
2: No problem. Finally get to check out the man cave.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um, think of a few JT stories while we're doing this. So
2: uh, you got to introduce the next guy and then we'll
1: just think of it as we yeah, go. We'll just go along. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, also in here, uh, one of the faster guys that's ever stepped foot in here uh, along the lines of David Villeman. Uh, he is retired <laughs> racer turned uh, team manager, team coordinator, rider talent. What are you, Michael Byrne?
3: Uh, team manager.
1: Team manager. All right. There we go um thanks for coming in appreciate it thanks for having me uh everything uh everything went well for you guys this year man blake baggett was a real surprise um he really broke up this year won won some races got on the podium in supercross um for a while there it was also very entertaining from the media side after he won colorado we had a lot to talk about for a couple of weeks Forrest. so but first of all uh congratulations on all the success you guys have had i mean you started with we started with JT, let's face it. The seeds of success were planted with JT. But picked up Andrew Short, got KTM, started rolling. Justin Brayton came over. David Millsaps had some great rides. And, and your team, when you think about where you started to where you are now, where Blake Baggett had the red plate, that's pretty awesome. Congrats.
2: Thank you. Thank you. But I am, I am I'm actually, like, bummed. You don't remember who the first – Non brother rider was because he was. Oh, Canadian.
1: I do remember Doug De
2: So it started there. <laughs> it
1: started with Doug De Uh <laughs> And who can forget the sweep of Toronto 250 Supercross? Which.
2: You, you know, it's funny this, uh, just because of the way it is. Burner was at my house, my new house last week, I think, or two weeks ago. Uh, last last week. week, whatever. Yeah. And uh, he's heard about it a million times, but he's never seen a picture. And you'd think I'd have it all blown up like your stuff here. But yeah. It's about whatever you want to call this measurement. What's this a six by six? Eight by ten. It's like this little tiny thing of the of the sweep. Oh, and yeah, I was uh, like,
3: Oh, here's the sweep, and I was like, Where? <laughs> oh, that, that, that old photo right, right
2: there, but until you see it, and yeah. and Baggett had been in my house about three weeks before, and it was literally the same exact reaction, yeah, like what's this? Uh-huh. Because you can't, there it is, yeah, this yeah. Monster, it's the whole thing, and they're like, Wait, it's real, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: no, but uh, it was a great year when you look back on it. Uh, bummer about Blake's injury, you know, kind of took the, the, the train off the tracks a little bit, but. Overall, man, and, and Bloss missed some time, but um, Dakota Alex was a real surprise, I think, this year. And we'll talk about him a little bit, but it was a great year.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, you, you've talked. Every time I talk, I kind of say the same thing. Uh-huh. I never well, that's to, yeah. to Don't want to use the word gloat or anything. We're blessed for what we get to do. This year, It just outdoors, it definitely turned on. But Supercross was big, too. And uh, I think a lot of it has to be spoken with getting the new title sponsor and the partnership with Rocky Mountain. You know, uh, we're doing a podcast right now, but for everybody listening, the three of us had just been out to dinner, so we were kind of chit-chatting and catching up. So mm-hmm. to step back, this this year was a lot of just everything coming together, you know, and having a great title sponsor, but more than that, a partner behind you, you know, is – I just think it that, that the, it showed in the results is what I'm trying to spit out, mm-hmm. you know. But like we were talking about dinner and for the listeners, it's not just the sponsor. For for them, uniquely, they're involved. They're there, you yeah. know. You know Ray Butts every weekend. You know, every weekend he and his wife, they're living it with you. Yeah. It's not like you're going home and giving a report to your title sponsor and you're getting – you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. doing it that way, I just uh, – it's been a long time coming, but – I feel like everything just bred its own success, and the team fed off each other this year. Mm -hmm. And in Supercross, it was still a great Supercross season, too. Mm -hmm. Getting on the podium.
1: David did great. I mean, fifth and sixth in the series. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, How much has gone your right, Forrest, have to do with all of that? I think Berner is always an understated, quiet kind of guy, but I feel like this has been a really good thing.
2: Absolutely. It goes right in the same context as the title sponsor, you know? it's something that i wanted to do for a long time and i don't think a lot of other people saw and we believe in each other but it's just like when you say jt you go through a lot of our sponsors it's kind of funny i just I'll throw in one cuz i just said we went to a new title sponsor now but um fly racing yeah i got to think real quick but i think we're going into I think we're going into year 10 or 11 with each other yeah. With this yeah no we're going into year 11 and we're in a multi-year deal so by the time we finish this yeah. multi-year deal That'll be 12 years with one gear company. Yeah. And you can kind of run down our whole list. You know, like, if they're good people, we all end up working together for a long time. Mm-hmm. When Michael first came to ride for the team in 11, we can tell some really funny stories about not liking <laughs> each other, you know?
1: Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know
3: that. So things didn't gel right away? Uh, it's not that we didn't like each other. It's just my my thoughts on how things should go and yeah. his were a little, little you're, different. You're coming off a factory Suzuki ride, <laughs> right? Correct.
1: Yeah, so...
2: Yeah, at the end of the day it's real. Like that's what makes uh-huh. us what we are. So yeah, just like you said, it's not that we weren't getting along, but that was it was a it was the next step of growth, you yeah. know? I mean building stuff with Jason and then going to Michael, like I can look back at it now and we can we can poke fun. But at the end of the day it was it was part of the growth, but we grew to realize that we were so much alike, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm the first one to jump in there and feel bad for someone with injuries, and injuries hampered his career 100% and mm. took away our first win together. Yeah, but, yeah absolutely. But, but well before me. I think he could have had a whole different career if it wasn't for injuries. But all that,
1: all or that Ferry, time. Or Tim Ferry <laughs> also being in there.
2: <laughs> and in every injured rider's defense, there's yeah. a lot of them. But, oh, yeah. But point being is I almost feel like when he when he stopped, you know, when he had to hang it up, wasn't the way he wanted to hang it up. But I, I almost want to say in some inadvertent way, I think we – both knew yeah. we didn't working together again one day. Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool to have him come back in in the fashion that we did, and then match with the new title sponsor, and then have the success. So that's what I like to say is your success is in your people for sure. So his
1: his addition to the team has probably allowed you to have a bit more of a life for us, maybe just a little bit more pushing on to burner stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Because you were kind of you were everything. You were the owner. You were the manager. You you know you did a lot of this stuff that you know burner probably does now. Does it help you a little bit?
2: Um, or no, that's the, f- <laughs> not, not yet, <laughs> not yet. Okay. but that's, that's the future plan for both of us. But again, yeah. that'll come with changes in the sport and things that come with it. It's more, there it was another position that was needed, but it needs to be refined, defined, mm-hmm. you know, there's things that he can do and he knows better than I do. So yeah, I might be multitasking a lot of things, but you're, you're capped when you're multitasking. Yeah. So what he's taking over and he's doing again, he's taking it to a level that I couldn't in some ways. Mm-hmm. And other things, yeah, I'm teaching him things that I do. Sure, yeah. But that's just allowing me to do other things that we need to do sponsorship-wise. <laughs> right, right. Yeah,
3: right. I, w- I wouldn't say it freed up any more time. If it just made him do other stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. He's not kicking back. He's like, now I, got, now I can go do this. Now right. you know, he's
3: just got more on his
1: plate. Um, so you got Dakota Alex, you got Benny Bloss, you got Blake Baggett going into 18. Now, you hired Davey Millsaps a couple years ago. He had been off the entire year. You are friends with him from way back Florida days. Uh, he did well in Supercross that like we talked about. I thought I, I, I defended him more than I think I ever defended Davey to different people. Where I'm like, dude, he's riding well. Like, watch him come up through the pack. Watch his lap time. Like, he rode really well. So uh, you didn't bring him back for 18. Talk about that a little bit, decisions behind that. I mean, again, you guys are friends, so probably wasn't easy.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, the honest thing there, and I think if Davey was sitting here with the, with the mic on with us, it makes it easy. We'd talk about it. It was... It was the end of Supercross when we kind of were making those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, me as a team, being honest and open, it was just kind of time to, you know, Blake's in his mid-20s, yep. Benny's young, D- Dakota's young, and for the last couple of years we've had riders at the end of their career. And I love all the relationships we've had, but it was part of me not wanting to retire a guy Yeah. again. Um, at the same time, for Davey, he, he did great things with the team for two years, and for he and I as friends, to get to work together, it was one of those things that you always wanted to, but you never thought you would. Mm -hmm. And the way it aligned, unfortunately, he got injured both seasons. Um, He's a guy you know a lot of people pick on, but I really – one of the bummers, I was really looking forward to seeing him ride outdoors, and he was too. But if people really – Nobody believes that. I know they don't, (laughs) but it was like he can't win with that. When he had to have the double wrist surgery – the week after Vegas, you know, and he Instagrammed his hands. Yeah. That was temporary surgery. And yeah. you're, you're looking at scars <laughs> that are second to Kenny right now is like, holy crap, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, I guess right here I just saw the fans, and they're like, you, you couldn't imagine how bad he really wanted to ride outdoors. That's what he wanted to cap off. And when he did the brief Canada stint the year before, I mean, yeah. he showed it. Yeah. You know? so, yeah.
1: yeah. I think he had fun, too. Yeah, he had a lot of
2: fun. Yeah, did. Yeah.
3: I don't th- I don't think people realized – just like with Blake this year in the motocross series, just how injured he was at the end of that series and how mm-hmm. he was toughing it out. And, you know, he needed the surgery on his wrist a long time before the end of yeah. that season, Yeah. you know, so it was everything he had just to, to finish it out and still get in the top five. So yeah. it was great.
2: And it's not just gloating on our guys. It's, it's a tag for a sport. There's, Oh yeah. There's so many guys out there. And I think one thing we were trying to do this year, which it's not my business, we'll always leave it up to the riders first, but it was like Blake's injury. I, personally was telling michael like right away the first week i wanted to tell people because to me it was like gosh what he's doing like the next week we went racing yeah. and he goes 2-2 at southwick if people only knew what he was riding with right like there's no negative to that there's no there's no advantage for your competition to get off of that this guy just yeah, went 2-2 no. and, yeah. and his thumb separated from his hand yeah like
1: yeah i never understood that in our sport i had a guy tell me one time that if you tell somebody what's hurt then the other riders are going to aim for it for their front wheels and i'm like are you insane <laughs> this isn't Rollerball. This isn't like this is a movie. Yeah. Like tell people like whatever oh, you know.
3: Yeah, I think it's that's the one thing on the sport. Like it's just got to re- evolve. You know, you don't yeah. see him on football or basketball. I and mean, there's a pressure release straight away. Yeah. Oh yeah, before the end of the game. Oh yeah, he just right. got a torn ACL or this or that. You know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why it's got to be so secretive. It's, I don't know
2: either. Yeah. If you're, you're you're a UFC fighter, you've been in a six week training camp. You fractured. Whatever you're getting ready to fight, you know. Yes, yeah. You keep it a dead secret. Sure. You're fighting. Yeah. The guy's gonna go after you. Right. Even football, same thing. Yeah. For For moto, yeah, I find it a bit a bit weird, ridiculous. So, yeah. I, in in saying this, I'm defending our guys, yeah. but it's like defending Blake. If you, if anybody knew what Davy was dealing with since Atlanta Supercross, yeah, I, it was insane. I really don't know. Aside from Blake, because he did it with his thumb, <laughs> I don't know if we could have had another rider that would have yeah. stuck it out. And I do feel at the end of the day, like all the riders, team for team, they they kind of have the same contracts and choices. Mm-hmm. And I I like to believe we are such a close team. Like our guys wrote it out for themselves, yeah, because that's what we're doing. But for the team too, like the yeah. everybody's in it together, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it was a great it was a great year, much past what everybody saw on paper. Yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, Berner, when it comes to, uh, Blake, like he's, he's on your level when you race, when you're top of your game, you know what I mean? A potential winner podium guy. Like I feel that's where you're, you were when you were, you know, on your game. What did you help him with though? What do you, what do you feel like you really, he listened to you a and B, uh, you felt like you could help help him with, and we'll get to blossom Dakota. Cause that, that's a different guy. I think these kids can really benefit from you, but somebody like Blake, what do you do?
3: Uh, With Blake, I mean, it was, a lot of it was just really basic technique stuff that, like in the whoops, I mean, he was, uh, the first day I went to, to watch him ride, I pretty much had my eyes closed the whole time, I didn't even want (laughs) to watch, because sometimes he would go through and he'd drop the front end, and then he'd like wheelie off the side of him, or he wouldn't even get the turn at the end of it, or he was just having moments, because he just, I don't know, he wasn't he was thinking about just going fast in him and not breaking anything down and Okay. I don't know. I th- I think a lot of the a lot of the kids these days they f- you know, they forget about
1: the basics. Yeah. And then oh, so you like work with a guy like Blake on technique like, "Hey, I know you've won a national championship and I know, you know, you've done all this, but I can I can help you." <laughs> yeah, I mean, for sure. That's what we worked
3: on for for 2 months was techniques mainly in the whoops, you know, and then he came out and I feel like he was one of the fastest if not the fastest guy at a lot of races in the whoops this year you know so um, you know and obviously it it did you feel like he listens to you like you've got his respect because you know know. well yeah I mean like you said I felt like before the start of the season I mean he hadn't even he hadn't accomplished anything that I'd even accomplished you know and and I think he respected my opinion because he knew knew that I'd done it before and um, I think you know obviously that's that's a huge part of it you know it's for someone to believe in what you're doing, I mean, they got to respect you and, mm-hmm. and trust what you're telling them is, you know, it's going to be okay. Yeah. You know, so, uh, I mean, the main thing is just every day, I mean, you're going to have good and bad days and I would just, we would just work together on, yep. on a lot of stuff, obviously the, the laps and, and doing all the work, but you know, just technique stuff and, you know, every day is different. Some days are going to be good. Some days are going to be bad, but you can't, yep. if it's a bad day, you don't, you know to be in the series you got to make the series you yeah know? so yeah don't try and force stuff
1: on your bad days and do just, you just take it as it comes do you help out with after watching video and watching on the track do you do a lot of bike setup stuff yourself do you how uh, much do you get involved in it?
3: i don't i mean the one the one year i rode with um with chad the first year or ever i you know i had a bike and i yeah. rode a little bit but um, i haven't done any bike setup or testing yeah you're yet. just like
1: hey uh, we got suspension guys we got motor guys that, yeah
3: yeah no, your... i mean that's you know right. we have a crew now and what what i would like would probably be different to blake and, yeah, yeah. or anything i mean look i'm six foot tall and he's you know yeah five six you know so right. that that kind of stuff doesn't overlap and i don't ride enough anymore to to make i think to benefit on that side i mean i i could probably benefit more from visually watching it than yeah than actually me being on it, feeling it. No,
1: I know. meant more visually, more visually watching it. You know what I mean? From, from, from video and things like that, where you're like, Hey, can, can we do this? Or as a former mm-hmm. mechanic, I'm, you know, that's the more something that I'm, I'm always interested in where I'm like, what are these guys seeing on, you know I mean? You can hear, listen, listen to the rider, but yeah, you know. well, I don't really try and tell them how to set
3: it up. I'm more what I see. Then I ask them questions yeah. if, of what they feel. So just to more to pull the information out of them, to the suspension guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, cause a lot of the times uh, the, the message gets yep. messed up, you know, what they're feeling and they're not really translating that into words of the suspension guy. And then he's yeah. frustrated with them because he doesn't know. And but yeah. if they tell me what they feel, then I can maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Tra- transfer it over to him so that he understands it. And then they can, it's, it's an underrated part of the gig is a, as a, is being a writer that can tell, you what the bike is doing and what to do you know what i mean it's an underrated thing where riders sometimes just don't even know right yeah they don't know
3: or you're like oh well a wrong term they use a wrong term yeah yeah they're they're totally yeah messing up the whole (laughs) communication thing and then the suspension
1: guy's making changes the wrong way well after after he worked with chad for he's probably coming in and being like okay we gotta do clamps swing arm (laughs) shock and rear tire Right now, <laughs> uh, no comment. Uh, it may have been <laughs> done. It may have been done before the races, but
0: I you know uh, mean, if that's what he wants, right. that's what he
1: wants. Uh, so Benny Bloss is on the team uh, again, you, but you're going to move him to 450 for us. Uh, what's the decision behind that? Obviously, he's eight feet tall, so that's a decision.
2: No, he is. But before you go, I wanted to add okay. back. Like, yeah, go ahead. With what you just asked, Burner, what I what, what I see in Burner, what I think it is, and you got to take this with a grain of salt. I feel like he's one of those guys who has a rare talent to take a look back of everything he's done and if he could if he could redo his entire career over yeah. again where he would make his adjustments like what was good or what yeah. was bad. Yeah. That's he's so good at at communicating with the riders like that. Mm-hmm. that. that's I like I said I'm I'm saying it but I don't know if people yeah. even get what I'm saying, but there's a lot of guys that can read suspension and have, have mm-hmm. an opinion on how a bike looks. Right. You know, when he, he just has a talent to communicate, and I think because he was such a technical rider himself. Right. The biggest mistake most riders make, like we all know in testing, is there's, just like we joked around looking on the wall, like in the, in the late 80s, there yeah. was only so much you could do. You, yeah. had to, you had to ride your bike to not break it in half, right? Yep. And now you can just, you can chase anything down a wall. You can test forever. You can go all over the place. Yep. I feel like he, he knows and has a grasp that you can you can so easily go down a path and just yeah. and just make it like a like a tree. You can right. just keep going and going and going, <laughs> yeah. you know?
3: Well I, I may have done that a few times myself on <laughs> a <the> test track. <laughs>
1: right. Well also too, uh Forrest, we both know Michael pretty well and there's not a lot of ego there. When you have an ex racer who accomplishes as much as you sometimes they don't always gel with the other riders because they're basically telling them it's their way or the highway. Do you know what I mean? There's ex Pro guys that are like that.
2: You're you're so
1: right, and that's yeah. what He's not, and, and you're like you're burner. I imagine your burner. You're like, hey, this is what I see. This is what I think.
2: No, we have to. <laughs> I have to bring it up. I'll. You forget. It's it's what makes. It's just our whole team too. Yeah. But it's why we're such a good fit. We need, like, neither one of us have an ego. In my opinion, we really don't. Like, yep. Yeah. Uh, people think i'm an asshole <laughs> but if you really get to know me then i talk too much right. so i don't even i don't even know what i am personally but with him yeah there's yeah. there's there's no ego it. but mm-hmm. like again to repeat myself i think he has this unique talent that he, he can he can see when he was doing it and say yeah this is what i would have done different you know so right. when he gets into adjusting a rider's Technique, positioning, but line choice, you know? And then, honestly, and I don't know if he'll back me up on it, I think I'm good at it, too. I'm not... Again, we have different talents. But it it doesn't... To me, it's not how fast you ever got. You know, your brain thinks the way it did. Injuries, whatever circumstances did your thing. But for the most part, since he's been here, I talk less. You know, but if I I do talk, it's usually something that I think helps. That's where I feel like we work so well together as a team, you know? And then you have a rider who comes along who is willing to listen, wants to learn, and yeah. wants to be better and yeah, applies. that's, pa- that's part and, of it too. And that part we can now lead into Benny. Yeah, so talk about
1: that a little bit. And did you decide to put Benny 450 Supercross?
2: Yeah, and that move was really just, again, starting young. You know, Blake's yeah. – it's not that Blake's young, but Blake's young for where we've been, and he's at that maturity point of his career. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that decision became because we were around Salt Lake City Supercross, and there was the talk of – The 250 class rule change? Mm -hmm. Was it going to change or was it not? So, you either had, we either had like six or seven free agents. The top three 250 guys were about to go forced to 450, or they were going to stay back. And at that point in time, of course, with Benny's size, I I really think that if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, like most people say, but I think we would have had an incredible 250 East Coast Mm -hmm. supercross season with him. And people would be sitting here stumping, like, like, how did a guy that big go that fast on 250? He was going that fast when he yeah. got hurt. Trust us, you know. But to do that again, he's 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 growing. He's a year older. He's yeah. bigger. But it's more of I feel that he's truly in that next ten kids that are coming up. And in 2019, the majority of those kids are gonna be forced to go to the 450 class. Mm-hmm. And the only way to get your rookie 450 Supercross season out of the way is to race it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So
2: so for us, it's it's not just about this year. It's future plans with Benny too. Definitely, yeah. we believe in him that's why we're going in this direction though
1: uh burner what do you see in benny what do you like about him as a rider as a guy and what do you want to work on a little bit
3: i mean he's he's young obviously but he's a sponge yeah you know like he wants to learn he wants to he wants to listen um just like blake you know he valued my opinion and you know when when you tell him to do something or try something he believes in you enough to yeah to to go do it on the track you know and he doesn't look at you like a deer in headlights. Like, oh, you want me to do that? You know, like the the kid can ride. You know, no doubt he's very talented and he's got he's got skills. You know, even the, yeah. even
1: for his size, you know, yeah. he does a lot of good things on the bike. So does that does that size hurt or help him? Like, I can't. It, obviously, whoops, it helps him. Sometimes it's gotta hurt him though, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's such an extreme size for for a motorcycle racer. Yeah, I mean it is, but he he makes
3: it work with his technique. Like a yeah. lot of the times where. Where for me personally, I would have struggled. Uh-huh. His techniques a little different, and he's more like feet on the peg, so he's not actually putting his legs out. Yep. Whereas, um, you know, I, I my writing style was different, so yeah, yeah. Like some of those areas I struggled with being tall. But you know, he he seems to have, have adapted it, and uh, you know he does it well.
1: Yeah. Um, where do you think he can finish, Berner? What, what what do you what would you be happy with if if you saw Bloss? I mean, we, we still Super we
3: still got two months worth of you know, training to yeah.
1: do. So, I mean,
3: I thought he did a great job at, at Monster Cup, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, he was good, yeah. He went 7.87. Yep. Um,
2: but how about the lap times?
3: Yeah, his lap times are, were really good. He, I mean, a lot of the times he had top five lap times. Mm-hmm. Um, but he got, his starts weren't that great, but yeah. we haven't really worked on that kind of stuff yet. So, um, I mean, I think, I really think he could be, you know, a top ten guy. Yeah. Which would be great, I think, you know, uh, yeah. and then the big thing I wanted him to do is just be smart and, and stay healthy. Yeah. You know, like you're yeah, just, it's, just, it's, learn, just learn each, just learn each week, take each week as it comes and
1: once you see what you can build on, you Yeah, know? once you get hurt and lose some weeks, it, you got to build yourself back up and it's,
3: yeah. yeah. Like if you it just take it one, one week at a time but, and. Whatever whatever that week gives us, yeah. we can you know yeah. do, our, do our homework and yep. try and work on that and right. just see if we can keep improving. But I mean the fact that he, I mean not not all the guys obviously were at Monster Cup, but mm-hmm. he still rode from the back every single time. Yeah, up into those top ten positions. So sure, um, I think I think it'll be good. I mean, we've got got some time right now to right. to even make it
1: better. Uh, I touched on this in the beginning of the show for us. So I'll, I'll get your answer to Bernard. I'm interested. So Blake wins Colorado, okay, and we all know kind of stuff he said afterwards uh, at the podium and on this show on the Monday night. I don't have a famous father. I, you know, I ate whatever he said, uh, Cold Stone Creamery, all that. I, I myself wouldn't have said that, okay, if it was me. But I also can't sit here in the media and be like, oh, these guys are all robots and that's such BS. I want to see that kind of personality. So I'm not, I'm not coming down on him. But as a team owner. Do you wish he hadn't said that kind of stuff, or were you, were you fine looking back on it? Like,
2: well, you know it, me. No, I mean, I'm yeah. I, I'm a, I'm a, if you know me, for him, I'm a fighter. Yeah. So I'm yeah, ready you, to fight everybody. I'm behind him 100%. Percent. Right. Tell him to do it every week. I yeah. I hated that he had to sit there and get. I hate it that he, that he had to back off and feel like he had to. Did I he mean, have to feel, you think, like he had to back well, off I mean, a little the, bit? The media attacks him for it, but as far as what it was, and I don't care who attacks me, like I said, show yeah. up at my doorstep like Jay and Silent Bob. You know, that's how <laughs> I like to do stuff. But first, I don't think he said anything out of line. The number one thing that drives me crazy the most, because we sat in that press conference, was the famous father quote. One, they're they're all competitors. They they all yeah. do. But trust me, he's got respect for everybody he's racing against. The famous father thing was turned upside down because I can't remember it perfectly. Somebody in the crowd, you know, one of the media guys, uh-huh. made a statement like two minutes before that, and I just I can't remember the details okay. of it. But to one of the riders, made a statement about Eli having a famous father. How does it affect you? Okay. Yeah. So then that next question rolled to Blake. Blake was just, if you really know Blake, he's a comedian. Yeah. Like, yeah, like no, that's he, the first thing when I got to he's know him. Uh,
1: he's quietly, like, uh, Driving, yeah. Right. He's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's hilarious, yeah. honestly. Yeah.
2: Right. So, all he did was he was actually coming off of what I just, like, someone had just yeah. asked, again, I can't remember if it was or yeah, but yeah. somebody said the comment. So, then he just said, I don't know, I don't have a famous father. There was, there was nothing arrogant in that comment. It was from something else that no one heard. That comment aside, just throw it in the garbage. Who cares? Yeah. Getting up there and talking about breaking the competition yeah. and having a great day, he did. Yeah. So, if it was a fight and I knocked your ass out, guess what? I knocked your ass out. <laughs> I, I, I mean, yeah. I'm all... No, hey, listen. For it.
3: Well, and I think a lot of that got taken out of context, too, because he said he said that I did what Eli does to us every weekend, and I yeah. and I broke him.
1: Yeah. No, he caught him. He passed him. He dropped him. Yeah. He, he and, did.
3: And yeah. that's what he's cause he actually said that that's what Eli's been doing to them. Right. So, then... He said it felt
1: good to, yeah. to break Eli and like what he normally does to us. Like we have, we've had five years of Dungy guys. We're, we're going to jump on something like that. Don't don't blame us. <laughs> don't blame the media. I think it's fine. I think we can't bitch about these guys not, uh, you know, not having a personality. And when one does show its personality, jump all over them. You'll never make everybody happy, though. That's no, for sure. I mean, but it, it is what it is. But, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, he was the
3: best guy that day. Yeah. I mean, however no, he's gonna, however he's gonna. Feel wrote, about it and what he's gonna talk about is what yeah. it's gonna be it, you know, like what happens if he has a you know so if he has a bad day you wanna you wanna feel his emotion, but then if yeah. he has a good day he's supposed to be
1: a robot. Yeah, no, no, know? yeah, absolutely. No, I'm I'm all for it. Like I said, I probably wouldn't have said that myself. But hey, that's okay. So what what makes the world go around? And uh and you know, it was a great interview and it was great quotes and I think it was great. And and he did he did break him. He caught him and passed him and dropped him, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he did that. Um, well,
2: it. It also comes down to, I mean, trust us, there's, there's sponsors that have opinions and everybody, and it, you get used to certain patterns in certain ways. Yeah. You know, A lot the of
3: it's th- it was portrayed, more so than what,
1: act- what, what fake, was
2: actually fake said. Fake news
1: yeah. burner? Fake news? No, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but it, it what it really is, is again, it's just like, it's it's his opinion. Yeah. You know, I said this earlier, You everybody's entitled to an opinion. Yeah. Your opinions have consequences, right? <laughs> it does so,
1: mean that you're free to, yeah.
2: Yeah, but just, you're going to do what you want. I don't think anything he said was bad. I think it gave yeah. some life to this series. I think everybody else, in my opinion, is being a little humble and a little quiet right now. Or or was this yeah. season. Yeah. So, uh, like you know, over all the years, go back to, yeah. to real loud loudmouths and real badasses from the past. And, yeah. and you're going to have a variety. I mean, for me... And
1: we got Marvin and Eli. I mean, let's face it. There's well, not I mean, much I, going on I, on I the podium. I feel like it's better, better than
3: I'm getting up there and... When, you know, when Eli beats him going, oh man, Eli's just the best guy out there. How yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah.
1: he yeah, just thought, beat
3: you. Like, why are not you mad? You should be I like. I thought Marv showed a lot of respect a lot of times. And you're like, okay. Well, I mean, right, even, yeah. not just Marv, like some of the other guys too. It's right. like, oh yeah, Eli's just the baddest guy on the planet. And it's like, well, how are you going <laughs> to say that? But then you got to try and beat the guy, yeah. you know, like. Yeah. I understand respect, but. Yep. I mean, you got to. You gotta be pissed off. You gotta you gotta have the drive too, you know. Yep. Don't don't pump people up even more after you just worked, you guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah no, I agree, man.
3: Yeah, right. At the
2: same time it's it's hard because and we've been giving good advice. It's a it's a team sport, but it's a single sport. So if you get out there and you make enemies, you know, then then they're gonna put you on the ground. Then it could cost you a season. And that's yep, yep. to me that's if you wanna like finish this topic off correctly. I've been a little cocky obviously in in backing up what he said. I'm just saying that I think you should be able to get up there and speak mm-hmm. your confidence. Uh, every other sport yeah. does it. Every quarterback has to do it, win or lose. Every fighter has to do it. You yeah. know, you get up there and you talk like, what do we want? Do we want guys to be dry or we want them to yeah. be free-spirited? I, just, I don't think we were used to it. And that's all it was. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it, I think we're, we've become so polite for so long yeah. that then you got to worry about someone else coming back to get revenge. Yeah, when yeah. it shouldn't be do that. Maybe the gloves need to come off a little bit. At the end of the day, it's... Yeah, I mean, there's free, free spirit, right? There's
1: some block passes where people get mad and you're like, really? Because, like, that was nothing. That's how this sport kind of works, you know? Uh, and, Berner, you were around for the chat in James' era, which maybe wasn't that long ago to me and you, but for some they were. Mm-hmm. And these guys were saying incredible things on a podium every, every every Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, it was you know pretty I mean? entertaining. That's right, for sure. right. So, uh, four. so you get the red plate with Blake, you walk under your truck the next week, and there's Nate, first of all, drawing a panda on something. <laughs> and second of all, there's a red plate on Baggett's bike. I mean, not to be like super cheese ball, but you, you wear your heart on your sleeve. I mean, did you did, did it get emotional a little bit? I'm not saying throw me some tissues, but you're like, holy shit. Nah. Look at the red plate.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, no, Then I was,
1: was like, how are we going to keep this thing? I, I'm calling to <laughs> Han and Skinner and Gurky and everybody. <laughs>
2: No, I don't know I can answer is the honest to God truth. By the time we got there the next week with the red plate, yes, it was cool. Yeah. Yes, we were pumped. Um, I think we were all in real serious mood. None of us, we wanted to win the championship this summer. Yeah. So we never really fell. There's no party. Yeah, let There's me a, back. Yeah. I the third place podium in Atlanta was way more emotional. Oh, really, huh? Yeah, yeah cuz okay. it just it was a more like it wasn't that we got it. We've just been robbed from it so many times. Yeah. I mean, up to that point, I was joking we we literally own every record and more heat race wins yeah. and more everything right, <laughs> except right. for being on a Supercross podium. So when we got that that was emotional. This summer um it was more I'd say the first the first round I think Blake was down on where he wanted to be. I think we were going to dinner the night after the racers. It might have been Glenn Helen or Hangtown, I remember, and Blake texted me. He's like, we need to test this week. We need to do a couple things. Mm -hmm. And there's really no fluff to it. He was just, I want to win.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, and I had said something about answering. He was like, it was just simply like, Forrest, I want to win. Yeah. And that week we went to work, and it clicked that weekend. So it wasn't a shocker. Because
3: I mean, it I wasn't was, a shocker to us when we were watching him ride every week coming leading up to that. Yeah, it's a Just going, going, holy yeah. hell, right. this guy's real.
2: <laughs> yeah, we showed up at round one and it was like, wait, where's where's that guy? Okay, yeah, He had a little Jenner's. underwhelming yeah, hangtown, yeah. right? A little mm-hmm.
1: underwhelming hangtown,
2: like yeah, six, seven or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, he didn't light the world on fire. It was just pretty right. much, yeah, I mean, his top two, top ten finishes and he was devastated, you know? Yeah, it was yeah. like yeah. the world just ended. Yeah. And we're like, dude, actually, I think he might have. He might have tied for fourth with like a, some ended up sixth or seventh yeah. overall, but yeah, like, yeah. guys had bad days. Right. You know, so if you all have bad days, other than a couple of guys, yeah,
1: about crushed it, but other than that,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was it was fine, you know. Yeah, right.
2: Byrne just said it best. It was what we had been seeing. We were ready for something else. Glenn Helen was kind of there. I mean, he got on the podium, so yeah, he yep. wrote a great. It still wasn't it. So when he did it, like yeah. he did it, and I think I think you. I think we did a pulp show, like, right after, and I uh-huh. already said this. and no, I'm repeating myself.
1: That's fine. Nobody listens
2: to that It was stuff <laughs> going back, and I'm not knocking everybody, but it's just, it's the truth. Kind of having the older generation and guys and even Andrew on our on our best days, you'd close out the last 10 minutes of the motos, and we were kind of, like, holding on. You know, it was like, yeah. who's coming? Are we going <laughs> to get it? You know, Blake was going back to when JT when was, was in his prime. That was the honest-to-God truth for my team, where... Yeah. JT would be in whatever position, and I couldn't wait for the last five and really couple lap, like the last yeah. three laps. Yeah. This guy's going to get four more guys. Right. So I was already – that was part of Blake. When I hired Blake, when I got Blake. Yeah. And with Supercross, it was like when we get to Out Wars, I just couldn't wait for the last ten minutes. Yeah. So Colorado kind of went down like that. So that's why – it was it exciting. Was, yeah, I yeah. mean, I was texting my wife. We just got our first win yeah. and jinxing it right. a lot before the finish. <laughs> we were it – we. it was great. I, but you ask a red plate question. Yeah. When the red plate came, we had already won two then. which It's only two. Yeah. I, it was just our honest to God. It was an
1: evolution. It was a step. It was our, yeah. just our mindset. Yeah. We
2: were focused. It was like, okay, we got there, and now we're ready to go. We wanted to, and yeah. we learned another lesson.
1: But the third in Atlanta was something special then.
2: Yeah, that, yeah. One, that yeah. one was special. Right. It was more like monkey off the back finally.
1: Yeah. Was, oh, I mean, I think for us and for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because did he he'd gotten at daytona but it was just daytona and yeah yeah
3: yeah i mean daytona is special and right. it's but it's not like a legit yeah. supercross track you know right. like it doesn't carry the same weight so i think mentally for him that was a that was a huge monkey off the back and achievement yep. for him and for the team you know
1: uh was there any thoughts about this nations or was it was just like hey you gotta get your thumb fixed to I me mean,
2: to be honest it he got hurt so early yeah that would, no, there never yeah, was because yeah. we never got to the talks. Yeah, just, would, in my head, I, we had, we were starting to on our own think, well, I guess if he's going to be up there, that would come. But then he got hurt. Yeah. Then, like we said, now everybody knows the injury was just as bad from the day he hurt it till the end. Yeah. I mean, he really ripped it off. He, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he was he, trying he, to. <laughs>
1: he tore <laughs> the ligament off the. Off he was the, trying uh, to tape it right,
3: and then. Uh, well, I mean, we we had Velcro on there. Yeah, we, Velcro. Had, we had we had <laughs> like. Sticky, like, spray on the glove and on the grip. I mean, we tried everything. Did anything work or no? <laughs> uh, the Velcro was working pretty good at, at, at Unadilla because it, it didn't have – I mean, it was a fast track. Yeah. But didn't have, like, the steep elevation. Oh, yeah. So it was, like – So yeah. then it worked there, but then it didn't work so good the next week at Bud's, at Bud's Creek because of the, the hills were too steep, and once he was on it – Oh, yeah, yeah. He was kind of stuck in that position, so he couldn't have a re-grip. Oh, so then for the second motor, then we pulled it off, and then I think he got he got second that motor. Or, I don't know. He went from yeah, like yeah. a seven to a second. Or, but right. yeah, we were just, we were everything that we could do, we were hanging out yeah. by a thread.
2: <laughs> if it, if it, it was his throttle hand, for those who don't know, and it was one of those. If it would have been his clutch hand,
1: yeah.
2: I really would it like to been say fine. we, we would we'd have, we'd have stayed right in there. But the throttle hand, and then by the time he got it fixed and the doctors got in there, he had, the, the ligament was just, well, there was supposed to be no ligament, but they found it in there. So it would torn off both ends. Oh, geez. He had multiple fractures to his thumb bone. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a mess. Kid endured some crazy stuff yeah. to stay in it, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: Fly Racing Racer X podcast uh, presented by Alpine Star Protects. Uh, Forrest Butler and uh, Michael Byrne in studio talking about their successful uh, 17 season on the uh, RMATV MC KTM team and hopefully the uh, successful 2018 year. Uh, so uh, I think. I mean, Dakota Alex was kind of... He wasn't heavily hyped as an amateur, but he was a guy. You know, he was a good amateur. You, you you saw him. He comes out. He races some Canadian Nationals. I remember watching him. He wore Scott gear. He rode Canadian Nationals. I think he won a moto here and there. And he kind of just drifted away a little bit. Didn't do much. And you guys picked him up. And, I mean, he was pretty good. And he was kind of quietly a, a guy in 450 Outdoors that, that was right there. And you're like, oh, Dakota Alex. Like... I remember him. You know what I mean? Um, how'd you why'd you get him? How'd you find him? What do you think about his year?
2: Um, well, we've always been very close with Millsap. So MTF okay. and Brian Johnson up there. Dakota's been an MTF kid forever. Okay. So there's there's always whenever there's a gem or someone up there, I know about them more than mm-hmm. the person probably knows I know about them. Mm-hmm. Um, simply put, we needed a fill in writer. We had done the whole 250 effort for Benny. There yep. was a lot of
3: yeah, Benny, yeah, Benny made nine
1: nine nine and a half yeah, laps or yeah. 11, yeah. 11 laps of his 250 Supercross career. Yeah. There were some good ones in the whoops <laughs> in that one, in, in those nine laps.
2: So really it went into just typical for a cup. There was no rush. We had a couple yeah. rounds, so we just watched. And um, just short and sweet, he's who I picked. And actually the way he truly earned it was at Daytona. He Dakota's had like a – he's one of those kids who's had just a million injuries like real yeah. career, you know. And yeah. the funny part – And long, he never really got a shot anywhere.
1: Like he was on that – wasn't he on that uh, – James Coy factory KTM thing. Or yeah, he was. If, that when was. you go
2: back, because someone he just posted a picture not too long ago. He was, he was one of the original when KTM made their like yeah. resurgence. You know, yeah. he was Red Bull KTM. Yeah, K, mini kid. Yeah, um, which led into that Orange Brigade program, and it yeah. just it went apart and it hit the reset button. So, for KTM, it was great because they had a lot invested in Dakota as an amateur going pro, mm-hmm. and then he just happened to hit a bad luck strike of what went on with their pro teams at the time and flipping around. Yeah. So it was, there was a pick there. But to be honest, it was it was partially the MTF thing. It was partially just thinking, who's going to be a big filling guy in Daytona? He had come back from injury, and I watched him. And he wasn't the fastest guy, but in the last half of the race, he beat he beat up the guys behind him and ended up leaving and walked yeah. him and got a 10th. And I was like, all right, we can – like, he's got the real juice in him, yeah, so yeah. let's work with him. Yeah. And Supercross was rough, and then it was a, it was our idea for – riding the 450 for outdoors. I looked at, we looked at his style yeah. and he just had this, like he was missing all the sprint and speed cause he had just been hurt so much, Yeah, but he was just smooth. And it was funny when we brought it up, he and his dad and even I think Colleen, he had never even ridden a 450 ever. He had, no. he had ridden a 350 really? like twice <laughs> and they're never like
3: 450.
2: And so we're sitting in the lounge, right? And he goes, he goes, I can't ride a four fifty, look how small I am and he's sitting next to Blake and he's like twenty five pounds heavier than Blake.
1: Yeah. Blake's on his knee.
2: <laughs> and we're like, Look look at Blake. And yeah. look at you. You can ride a four fifty just fine. And really that's yeah. where it started and the goal was just to try and help him moderate, maintain, yeah. learn how to get through a season like burn said earlier and uh Just race by race. Hey, for
1: him, 17 must have seemed like a marathon. Like, he's never done that many races in his life. Yeah, right. right? It's just like, how are we going to make this season? Uh, He was good, though. Quietly, he was good. He got better as it went
2: on. He got. This is crazy. We got 24 motos, and Dakota got top 20. So, he got points in top 20. 23 out of 24 motos. The only moto... He didn't get points. Was the second moto at Redbud because he raced Red Redbud sick as a dog. Yeah, he uh,
3: had and to get an had, IV or something, right?
2: No, there. we, we weren't afraid. He was not doing good after <laughs> the first moto. Yeah, he
3: was like super sick all week, throwing up. So and then it was hot that day, yeah. and he was he got pretty much heat. He got heat exhaustion, and he needed, yeah. it, we we were worried for him. So he wanted to go, that we said no, and. It's yeah.
1: probably a good move, right? By...
3: Oh, yeah. It was definitely the right move once, once they pumped some IVs into him.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. But, um, but in long – yeah. that was that's Dakota. So that's why we decided to do this program moving forward. He, he definitely picked up a lot of speed. His speed's yep. coming back with confidence. But watching his consistency, that's, that's our goal, and that's what I think he can achieve in the 250 Regional Supercross Series is he can be there every week and right. he can be a championship top three contender.
1: Thanks to Fly Racing. And Alpine Star protects for coming on this podcast. Now here's some commercials from Race Tech and Michelin. Listen, all right. Thanks. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on Racer X. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code Pulp MX seventeen when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on, give your bike some love. All right. If you're looking to get the most out of your bike suspension, get Race Tech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Race Tech service center. And check out the helpful guides on RaceTech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. Also, too, Racetech doing engines now. Valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department, experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention FaultMex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech.
0: Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp mix Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin Motorcycle Tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX show, listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications.
2: Yeah, you like that?
0: In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin StarCross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin StarCross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin StarCross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin StarCross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind. Mind, dude. visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of michelin star cross five tires and install them on your bike who knows they might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day it worked for the doom goon to learn more visit michelinmotorcycle.com and follow us on instagram at MichelinMotorcycle.
1: motorcycle how many look it was a tough off season for guys this year a lot of guys needed rides how many guys knocked on your door and called you and Wanted to get on this team? I like, want to get on that bike. I mean, uh, quite a few. Right, I, I had a few I, calls. I would bet, man. Like, I bet you know, if I'm if I'm one of these guys, I'd be like, I'm calling burner, force ball. I'm getting on that team. Yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, un- unfortunately for for those guys, we were already pretty much done it at, at Salt Lake City.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. just settled. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah on most yeah. on most of our decisions. So right.
1: So there was I mean, nobody. There was Blake nobody. was already a two-year deal,
3: and then that's when we had kind of decided on
1: Benny. And yep, yeah, because I, I mean, I would think that would be um, with the amount of talent, you're like, oh, this is, you know, this guy would be pretty good. We can work with this guy. Well, you know what I mean? Then, yeah, so.
2: at the end of the day, you got to pick someone, right? Yep. So everybody's, everybody who did not get picked is going to be pissed. Yeah, and every team picks their own guy. To me, I really look for. I think it's because, from and knock on wood, not jinxing. But for where we came from and what yeah. the team's been built out of, obviously I'm I'm gonna pay more attention to the to the guys that bring in something to the table. That's yeah. thinking outside of the box. Not the yeah. general kid and everybody who's got their hand out yeah. who right. comes in and says, I don't need a salary <laughs> But I just I just need everything for you know. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that so many times. You're like that still
1: costs
3: a lot of money. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, this, this bike and program doesn't run itself. Right.
2: That's, it's just at the end of the day, I'd like to I'd like to think that we help some kids grow into good adults. Yeah. And teach them a lesson along the way. And if you really look through our career, a lot of like look at JT's success. Not saying he spent his whole career with me, yeah. but like JT's key is hard work. You know. So if there's a kid who's going to come along, yeah. JT is a great role model. Like right. He achieves what he does because of hard work. That's it, flat out, straight yeah. up. You know, so.
1: You mean he wasn't super talented?
2: <laughs> <It's>,
1: he wasn't. <laughs> oh no! Comment on that. Um. <laughs> Why are you go
3: quiet for?
2: You, you just made me I laugh. I mean,
3: he,
1: he's the best guy. If you want a four finger front brake and clutch, he's your man. <laughs> he kills me on the Pulp Show every Monday when he talks about bike setup, and I'm like, "Yeah, your bike never got washed. You had broken <laughs> parts all over it." Whoa, you, whoa, you, not our bikes. No, 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 his practice bikes. Like, you know
2: what I mean? His, his practice bikes. The ones that he maintains. Yes.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you'd show up, and, and his bars with his levers would be bent, and the clutches. <laughs> And it'd be dirty, and he'd do a filter, and then he'd go rot, you know. And you're like, your bike was, and they put 400 laps on it and not not wash it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and it would live in his white van. It would live in his white van. Yeah. That was it. That, that was, was his garage.
3: Yeah, he'd not get drained the oil and everything in that van. Didn't even <laughs> empty the Didn't even empty the oil pan. Oil is just flushing around in the back. <laughs> that was his garage. Um,
2: I was just laughing because no, he's talented. I think every kid that makes it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you don't get to you this. Know, yeah. You um, do You don't qualify for supercrosses and even make it no no talented. absolutely
2: not
1: um now look you, big fly racing big part of our show big part of your program for many years as you talked about Forrest. but you are the only team that i can think of 450 wise and you're battling you know you're battling with with some some elite riders that that you know if you don't wear fly you can't get a ride on your team now so chad reed's talking to you guys apparently for a while uh justin barsh is talking to you guys for a while. All guys that are have gear contracts and have deals, it's just a non-starter for you. But at some point, I mean, would you just, would you tell a guy, hey, you got to wear a fly? And that's it. Sorry, bro. Because for elite level guys like what Burner used to be and stuff, they'd be like, huh? Right? It's it's a limitation. but well, you, If you want to ride. Yeah. You but that's swallow, it, right? Swallow yeah. your pride. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, there's no limitation. I mean, obviously, we're not going to go into our financial business, but. Yeah, that's it. The riders that do well, that do well. And and like, it's just
1: like if you ride for per Circuit, you wear Fox yeah. gear. Have you, know? you had like, riders be like, I can't, can I wear something? And you're like, no.
2: No, or, there's, or, uh, yeah, without naming out names, I'd yeah. say there's more been, uh, honestly, less than a handful that have actually been stuck in a position okay. that maybe couldn't, but for the most part, no, because it's at this but this point in time after 11 years, it's known. Yeah. But it's just, they're, they're just different models. Yeah. But if you really broke it down dollar for dollar, there's a lot of teams out there that don't have a gear deal, but they give that guy next nothing in salary, yeah. and then tell him, "Okay, yeah, you yeah. go do your own gear deal." No, yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 so six, six on hundred thousand. The guys are paid, right? So that's what it comes down to.
1: I guess what I meant more was like, say you really wanted a guy, but he had a two-year clothing deal, and would they get him out of it? Like, it
2: I'd mean, be up to the rider. I have eleven years with flying. I'm not yeah, going anywhere. Yeah, so like it's on the rider I mean, I guess the rider, I well, would
1: think I mean, a gear company would be it, cool enough to be like, hey. If he hey, doesn't have a ride, yeah. what's goes the gear? <laughs> that's a good point for
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm going to wear, wear that
1: wear, one. I'm going to wear the gear with Teddy Parks. Is that cool? Oh, wait. That's a fly thing. that You can't wear to Teddy Parks. No, you're right. I'm I mean, just I'm just going to walk around in my gear in the pits with no bike, so <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, it's an interesting model in the 450 class. 250s, we see it everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so you guys are doing in the 450s, and I always thought.
2: Well, think about it. Over the past, it's come and gone. Yeah. You know, I think it's more of a, it really just comes down to, to the relationship with the gear deal that's on the table for the team. Yeah. Some of the, fa- we've seen factory teams have yeah. gear deals in the past over the last 15 years. It goes up and down. I mean, for for us, again, we have a great business relationship with Fly, yeah. WPS, and even our prior title sponsor, and now they're online retailers. You know, we have a, we have a unique business mm-hmm. model built in, so... It is built the way it's built. But at the end of the day, for the rider, again, it's... Well,
1: yeah, you're getting that bike, you're getting the team, you're getting the whole deal, like, let's do it, <laughs> right? Um, all right, before we wrap this up, let me throw some other questions at you guys, maybe not limited to the team or whatever. Um, Burner, what what is Shari going to do? I mean, uh, he's your good friend, you worked for him for a long time. I'm worried, man. He just broke his something in his ankle. Yeah, I mean... And he, a dude, like... You know, I, you know as much as me. I no, mean, like, I know. I seen, I, know. Had, I seen he had surgery on his ankle, or yeah. I probably well, know more than you, to be honest, yeah, right? But maybe. But 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 what I'm saying is, like, man, like, I mean, I want the guy to race, but you don't want to see a guy not have funding and put together some half-assed program. I don't know. Like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know
3: either. It it, it bums me out, um, to, to see him in that in that situation. Obviously, but. I mean, it's hard. It's yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's how hard. you went out. It's, that's it's how hard, you went out. Yeah, too. it's hard to 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 not be the rider anymore. You know, or to walk yep. away, or if it's if it's that time, if it's not. I mean, right. I mean, obviously, at that point, it, for me, I I knew that it, that was it. My leg was done. Um, whether or not he comes back from this injury yeah. and he's 100 percent again, but then that's also another. Another two months off the
1: bike when he hasn't raced since May last year. Right, right. But then you look at it and he got third at Phoenix. So how many, you know, he got a podium last year. So that's, Uh, he's competitive in a sense, uh, you know. Yeah,
3: I mean, mean, he's always going to be, I mean, he's always going to be able to be competitive, you know. But he doesn't forget how to ride a bike. I mean, yeah. Shit, I don't know. Maybe if I train a lot one day, I could come out for one race and, and come back. Are we come and do something, you know? Straight rhythm, straight rhythm
1: burner. Is No, on a two-stroke. I'm done. <laughs> I'm good. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. just hard. Contract clause. It's, it's, yeah, the boss won't let me. Yeah, you did stop him from doing Loretta's this year. That was the w- yeah, that was the rumor. Yeah, he, he's
2: he, allowed he, to ride outdoors and play <laughs> around. And
1: yeah, no, no supercross, but uh, no, it's
3: it's it's a tough situation and it's a tough transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what support he's going to have or, or what the deal is. Um,
1: I honestly uh, yeah. haven't,
3: haven't spoke to him about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, you were the manager, or not manager, riding coach of Team Australia again for the Motocross Nations. You've done that for a number of years, not to mention you rode for them forever. Um, this Hunter Lawrence kid, the real deal? Uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, impressed, he impressed the hell out of me. That's for sure this year. He yeah. was,
3: I mean... Did
1: you know him before or no?
3: I mean, I knew of him. Yeah. But I never really spent any time with him. Okay. Um, the first the first time uh, was just at the at the GP mm-hmm. um, at in Jacksonville. I you know just talked to his dad, and then after he got on the podium that that second moto, I just congratulated him and, and said good job, and uh, that was pretty much the first time. So then going over there this year and working with him. Um, no, it, it was pretty cool to see uh, see another young Australian, yeah. you know, yeah. coming up the ranks and with and br- a lot. With his brother's lot of, good too, right? Yeah, I mean the whole family. I mean, from what I hear, is yeah. you know very talented and passionate about the sport, and you know look like they're going places. So, um, be interesting to see what he can do when he can come here and, and yeah. ra- race Supercross. And
1: kind and of been a bit of a gap in the Aussie invasion. Yeah, since you Metcalf and, and yeah, it has it up. And, been a little while, yeah. that's for sure. I'm um, still waiting for the Canadian one. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. Keep
2: Something. waiting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched him ride twice the second time I saw him ride. I asked Bernard to get all over it, and he said we were already too late.
1: Yeah, too late. I know, right? Uh, Forrest, uh, I'm putting you a bit of on the spot, but not so much the last few years of your of your KTM team and everything else, but let's go like Butler Brothers back, you know what I mean, like Honda's. Suzuki Butler brothers. Let's go back. All right. I got some questions. First guy that comes to your mind of all the guys that have you've ridden for you. Okay. All right. Hardest on a bike. Who was the hardest on a motorcycle?
2: But do you just, what do you mean? What's your. Anybody that comes no, to the mind. What's the year gap?
1: The whole thing until let's say 20. When did you ride for him? 2011. Yeah. 2012. Let's go
2: like 2013. Like so up, up. Okay. So hands down, Sean Skinner. Skinner. Yeah. Skinner. Because he never worked on it or because he. No, in my opinion, Skinner was one of those kids that was. He went from like not riding a bike to winning Loretta's to factory Suzuki ride to my team. What I had honestly, I think he would have probably won. Well, he did win his first Supercross that season. The next year, he was going to be on the podium. It was like round two. And I can't remember the kid's name. He was a young kid at Star. But they were battling for the lead in the heat race at San Francisco. And he jumped on him, in his head. And he that's, that's what happened to Sean. So he was yeah. like. Something got rattled loose, concussion. It's like yeah. Brock Hepler, done. Yeah. yeah. He got so fast, so quick, he didn't have enough years to learn technique. Okay. He could just do things, but the kid would break everything. Oh, and really? The funniest thing is you can look back at any picture, and his left hand, like he would come in off, send him off for a moto, supercross, motocross, yeah. whatever. The left grip would be like... 12 yeah. inches long and ripped off. <laughs> and if you looked at every picture in the air, like how a guy resets yeah. his throttle, he would reset both hands. <laughs> so when he land, he twists two throttles. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that. I've it. never heard of that. I've never no. seen another guy do it, but I swear yeah. if you pull up, like Google a picture of yeah, Sean yeah. Skinner in the air, yeah. I guarantee you his left hand is like resetting, like you're getting ready yeah. to, to rip um, it off. The fastest
1: guy you've had, with the worst results like a guy Brian that,
2: Johnson. Oh, okay, all right, yeah, you got the guy. Brian, Brian Johnson. I mean, people forget that was yeah. uh Atlanta Supercross 2007 full privateer on the team. Yeah. He gets 7th place in the 450 main event, started in 10th. I passed, don't remember that at all. He got 7th in, in pull the up the results. Yeah. 450 main event? Yeah, but I mean he passed Timmy, he passed someone else. Like oh, it was, now, it now, was you're, now you're
1: Now you're. What year?
2: Uh 2007. The pull, you gotta have to pull up the results. Did he beat if you me? Did he
1: beat me? Yeah. Right, I'll pull him up.
2: It go was go the point being it was, it was a legit race. It wasn't a, you know, eighteen people DNF. This guy broke yeah. whatever. Yeah. He just finally at that point in time, he was. Uh, he uh, was just Math is going in the vault. On it, and it was just about putting twenty laps together. He'd he qualified in a heat race, no he, problem. Uh, he
1: did not beat Timmy. He got seventh. Timmy got sixth. He did beat Michael Byrne in fourteenth. And Travis Preston, Factory Honda, and David Villaman. Clearly, I crashed. Millsaps, <laughs> <was>. <laughs> but no, I mean, I didn't know Brian Johnson got seventh in the main event. Yeah, and that yeah.
2: was, I mean, on, if I, we had people in the studio, what year was that? Uh,
1: Two thousand seven. Yeah, I, I did crash on the last lap.
3: <laughs> I hit the hay bales. And, he, uh, he was behind uh, me because
2: I was counting down that seventh for like yeah. ten laps. But yeah, okay, yeah. so that that was a season for what sucks. The very so that next week. Like, the week after yeah, that, yeah. he breaks his kneecap. Oh, okay. He, Brian Johnson's one of those kids. He's broke his back or neck three times, I oh, think. Oh, geez, okay. And the final broken yeah. back was with us, and that's what he had. Same as his leg. He had to yeah. call it. But he, uh, he's just one of those. There's a lot of kids like that. Yeah. His talent. He could have been, you know, uh-huh. anything.
1: Uh, nicest guy that's written for you. Nicest guy. <laughs>
2: Me? <No. laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> you don't count. Um nicest guy? Oh, man. It's got to be shorty. Yeah, but he's the smiley face assassin. Yeah.
1: What are you talking about on the track or
3: nah,
2: off the track?
1: Either one, whatever. Just nicest guy. Yeah, whatever comes to mind.
2: I, I'm trying to think here. Um, all right, I guess to keep it quick, just give it to Andrew. All right. Uh, hardest worker that you've ever had? J- t- JT. Yeah, I kind of thought you'd... Well, of, right. on that one being fair, 75%, 80% of, of them all because everybody works so hard. But I, but but as far as talent, you know, coming from yeah. where we came from and everything, JT. Um,
1: most surprising
2: guy you've signed? Like, you didn't expect much?
1: I mean, and then he gave you something. Like, I, I would think maybe Cunningham that summer. I don't know. That mm, just comes to mind. No. Okay.
2: Because Kyle was coming off of Kyle was, I, man, that that one I honestly am gonna go neutral because you had the, you had you had the generation of kids where I I was coming from that generation of amateurs, so I knew mm-hmm. amateurs so well, yep. knew what to expect, and literally my guys would come in and do what what I hired them like you know yeah. pinpoint, yeah. and if you then want to jump from JT, then go to Michael. So Michael was the first factory guy where you're now expecting yeah. top ten. Yep. So that's a hard one to answer because. Just Matt, exactly I mean, what I just said. G-
3: Matt Matt did pretty good the year that he filled
2: in. Yeah, but see, like that's yeah, with his dragon gear, people. <laughs> well, <laughs> the the that, he, not, not with me. He no, flying. I know. No, no,
1: I'll never just. I will never forget the the dragon gear. He probably off. doesn't even know what that is. <laughs> you before, Matt came back from Germany before he filled in, and he had some gear. He had some gear.
2: Yeah, he t- that was the brand name Dragon. He had this gear, but it was like if, Flames. Like the the print was a dragon, and it was flames
1: and stuff. Like it was, if there fire, was anybody everything dragon, I don't know, dude. But if, if it fit Matt Girkie perfectly,
2: to be this is my honest answer on that. That's one thing that, and I I'm gonna sound cocky because there's no way that's what I think my brother and I were good at. So Matt Girkie was not a surprise to me. He was a yeah. surprise to everybody, but on the Suzuki he did exactly what I thought mm. he would do. Yeah. The next year on the factory KTM, he did exactly what I thought he would do. The next year, he did worse than I thought he would do. Like, he didn't yeah. do as well outdoors as I thought he would. So, I would almost say that from the level we've got to now, you know, going Andrew, Blake, you know, like, mm-hmm. at where we're at right now is more... I guess that's what – I can't pinpoint that one because now you're trying to guess the top five. Yeah, yeah, And you can be fifth one day or first one, yeah, one day, yeah. and it's the same level guy. And so in there, really, what I just thought of is if you want to know the biggest surprise, I guess it would be Benny. Because yeah. I knew nothing about Benny. Yeah. Full credit's going to go right here, and one, one person's going to get real mad because there's two that take credit <laughs> for him. <laughs> but full-on credit for Benny getting that shot is Dave Kimmy from Engine Ice. Manny – Manny will, will, will fight to the death. then Manny said, told me the, to do Benny Fire. Hire Benny. They both, they both were big Benny fans. But uh, Dave is the one who got me to take the chance on him.
1: Do you have a favorite Matt Gerke story? Oh, my god! I mean, is Can there you one? Say have one you, that's have safe you... for the podcast? Like, one that's...
2: Can you say... Well, first, you got to let people know. If you're going to say a, a Matt Gerke story... Uh-huh. It's it's a Matt Garkey comment. So it's what came out of his mouth, right? <laughs> right, right? Or a phrase, what do you want to call it? Yeah. A saying. So one of them was just one of them. words of wisdom? Yeah, he's he's never died from taking five hour energy. Yeah. That was one of them. Yeah, just yeah,
1: yeah he's never thanks Matt. Thank but you for telling us that.
2: The best story, which I'm probably gonna get a text from him or get him in trouble, who knows, but whatever, we're gonna laugh, right? So we're sitting in Well for and, the
1: record, J T denied the uh hiding in the back of the truck story or the car Gainesville. Of course he did. He denied
2: it. But we could. He said
1: you got all your facts wrong because we, we were busting his balls on a text.
2: So the next time you want to do okay. that, he's screwed because we'll just we'll <laughs> just conference call okay. my friend right. who's driving the car. Okay. And probably off. Of, it's been 20 years and he'll probably remember the whole thing. Right. And then yeah, I'll just yeah. stay quiet.
1: You told it on the pulp show, so people want to know. Yeah. We can go back and listen. All
2: right. <laughs> well, my friend's nickname is Bagel, so let's just. Right. We'll scratch that one. Let's call Bagel next time and throw <laughs> us all on the phone call and get everything
1: get everything straight. See how
2: Bagel remembers right. it. <laughs> Anyways, okay. so The best Mackergy story, which so this is, it's not G rated. We're getting ready. We're in the semi. We're doing something. We're specifically we're at Red Bud, I think. And uh, there's some there's some thirty second car girls underneath uh-huh. the the tent or something's going on and someone's got a nice looking butt. There was like three of us in there. Matt's getting dressed; he's almost yeah. done. And I say something, and I, I don't know who the other person was. I won't say names so they don't all really get in yeah. trouble. But let's just say a couple people agreed she had a really nice butt. Yeah. Am I being okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good. So then Matt takes a look, and then turns around and he continues to get dressed, and then he just just keels over on the counter and just goes, "Gosh!" <laughs> and we're like, "What? What's what? the matter?" And he's like, "That." My testosterone is, like, going through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and, and You're like, what? So whenever something like that would happen with Matt, first you'd have to stop crying. Right. Before you could even get a breath to ask him, what, what are you talking what, about? What are you, what? And then he says, when we finally get that out, like, what are you talking yeah. about? He's like, you know, when, like, you see your girlfriend, you get real excited. Like, that pain you get, that's like your, your body's making testosterone, right? <laughs> Isn't that why your balls hurt?
1: <laughs> oh boy! Oh Matt!
2: <laughs> God, I hope he's not listening to this. No,
1: nah, he's fine. He won't. He doesn't not, I guarantee you, Matt doesn't know anything about podcasts or anything. But
2: <laughs> and then there's one better. This quick. It was 2002 or three. I think it was one of one of those two years. Getting ready for the Lynn's. my brothers and I went up to Matt's house, and uh, he lived around like the land, like north of Daytona. Mm-hmm. And he and Sean Skinner are both amateur Suzuki riders. I think Sean was B class, Matt's yeah. A class, and I think Matt smoked A class that year. So yeah.
1: that level yeah, amateur, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. Colgrass grass kids. And we show up, it's the middle of summer, and they're out They're doing a moto as we're getting dressed real quick. And as they come in from their moto, while they're out there, we're kind of like, are they riding with no jerseys? But this was still in chest protector days, you know? Yeah. So we at least, we seen that so here they come they come in like sean comes in first and matt comes in and turns and his entire yes both of them no jerseys right they're in (laughs) pants (laughs) they ride one rides for a shift one rides for a fox everything's there except for the jerseys jerseys. they have their chest protectors on but no jerseys (laughs) and matt's arm is just shredded the whole thing's blood between sweat mixing with blood his shoulder arm bicep tries all going down and we're like we i remember my brother jumping out running over like yeah we think riding's over. We're going, I, we're getting stitches, We're right? in the hospital, right, yeah. One, a he had no idea he was even bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> Two, there was no stitches. But what it was, was it was, uh, if you're from Florida and you ever go through, like, the palmetto bushes, you'll have, we have palmetto bushes that have, like, little tiny teeth on the yeah. branches. Yeah. It was muddy, and Matt had just picked a line throughout his 30-minute moto. He didn't want to go through the mud. Yeah. So he just kept riding straight through the Palmetto's fourth gear wide open <laughs> for 35 minutes. He's like, oh, bleeding. And that was it. He wrapped it up and then was like, dang it. I got to wear a jersey the next month. It's going to be so hot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what's one rider you missed out on that you, not so much recently, but privateer days that you really want to sign that you missed out on?
2: I mean, honestly, the biggest miss out is a, and cheesy as him, Michael. Yeah. I was uh I mean the first year with the bike was honestly like he'll say one story, but yeah, now grown up and both of us, he's he's leaving a factory team coming down for the first yeah. time and doing that in two thousand eleven compared to now is already a drastic difference, you mm-hmm. know. We look at bikes from if it would have been ten years ago and no one even had works forks yet. Yeah. So I think it was um I think with, I'm sorry to pause, but for me, I was going yeah. up, so I'm learning yeah. uh, as, as he. You're
1: like, wow, we got a guy now.
2: Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, when I think back, if I could have changed, I should have stuck with what I was doing in 2010 on my own. We we decided to make a motor change and we won't throw the guy's name out there because <laughs> we just won't go there. It was a horrible timing thing on my end to make yeah. a change. We should have stuck to what we had done all the years on our own and believed in yeah. myself more. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, just quickly, we ended up on pro circuit stuff, which was fine. Yeah. But the next year, um, we learned a lot about each other. So the next year was we went to JGR. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time we kind of had our own deal because it was new for JGR. Yeah. Um, they were doing our suspension, our motors. But it gave us kind of creative freedom with them to work. And I think it showed he knew what he was doing. At least, especially yeah. as a rider at the time, he knew what he had wanted. Now he's been through all these factory teams, he's made yeah. this money, he's achieved. All these accomplishments, but now he 's got the downside, and he 's lost it right, yeah. and it 's gone and even if he rode for a paycheck before it, the bikes weren 't how he wanted it so yeah. now here we were in two thousand and twelve, and he got to build what he wanted to yeah the a bike yeah yeah, and it's it 's cheesy heartbreak, but like the win you know when he broke his leg it wasn 't just that we had we had weekends leading up to that where it was yeah. building, yeah. you know, like he went from a tenth place guy to a sixth place guy to a fifth place guy. Didn't, Starts were coming back. Whole didn't you uh,
1: break your wrist at Bercy going into the year with him the first year? Or was it the second year?
2: No, first year. That, yeah. The, first so year, you're
1: like, oh, shit. Like, we, awesome. n- we
2: never raced Supergross together. The yeah. first year in 11, he yeah. made it back mid-season. Same, yeah,
3: like after, after the West Coast swing or something. Right. Yeah,
2: he broke his wrist at Bercy, So the next year, I said no Bercy, And then um, we had a stock hub explode. Oh, that's
1: right. Yeah, that's right. I remember that.
2: Like two weeks before Anaheim, and he fractured his neck. So then that was that whole season. And then the next year at KTM, he had already broke his leg, and that whole surgery had flopped, and he had to get it reoperated on. So we just never got to do what I think he could have done.
1: Yeah, but times you saw it building a little bit. You saw something coming. You saw it, yeah.
2: But in a cheesy way, it's just like my own. When I look back at what my brothers and I rode, because I was trying to build a team. Yeah, yeah like I would yeah. never I luck them alive. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like we have it in com- two different levels. You obviously yeah. used stuff I never did. But we both I think we both left one thing of course wanting and wishing we had yeah. more. Yeah. Now we both recognize that we do have a second chance to do it right. in a different way. Maybe this is what we were really meant to do, you know.
1: Um who drove you nuttier, Frank or Truman? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, Frank was more like a, a an, another dad, you know, right. when I moved to Gainesville, he was, he would work on my stuff too. So that just, it, you just let okay, him go. So
1: then Truman, uh, having like an illegal betting ring in the back of the truck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> luckily I've been blessed with a lot of people like Truman, decided to call it a career and yeah. I never had to say we can't do this anymore. So,
1: <laughs> so I'm going to take it as a Truman then
2: yeah if you
1: hey, if you were if you were let's uh, just
2: say there was an end of the privateer days with the crew right and a move to the factory but, but side on the good news well.
1: at three o'clock in the morning if you were in a real sticky predicament you might call dan truman out of anybody you know oh yeah <laughs> if you're like hey i got i need i need some help i need
2: some help here dan yeah, he'd be there <laughs> yeah, right he will know today
1: um all right well hey thanks uh thank you for coming in and uh congratulations on your success in 17 and Looking forward to eighteen uh, fly racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Uh, yeah, thanks guys, appreciate yeah, it. Cheers, thanks, thanks for Thank you, bud.
0: Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. McCain, Bob
1: Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That's absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about
0: these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy. Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in the days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, "That's it," you know. And it's, it's amazing the
2: stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that you know that
0: I was going to miss. The dogger, raw machine. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled fifth
1: pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day
0: for not just riding around in pants. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mar.